0: Welcome to the weekend, everybody. I'm Kevin Bergen. This is the main ingredient on 680 CGOB. And today we talk about craft beer. I probably like talking about beer a bit too much, but that's because of the great craft beer movement that started here in Winnipeg about two years ago. That said, it's the second anniversary of one of my favorite breweries, Torque Brewing. So, of course, I had to swing by and say hello to the president, El Presidente, as he likes to be called, John Heim, and director of operations, Matt Wolf. Okay, so what's going on? How are we doing? I think your beer is not full enough. I think, can you tip it up a bit more? Cheers. I think let's cheers. 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 Yeah.
1: Kevin, thanks for uh, coming down. Cheers. Awesome. Uh, two Appreciate years? It. Two years. Seems like four. Can you co- imagine oh, wait, wait. Uh, two oh. years ago, we were talking about uh, a brew in its infancy. And we're here right now.
0: Where are your coasters? You're going to ruin your nice glass table without your coasters. Uh, so I got to teach you all the rules here. All right, so well, let's, <laughs> let's talk about a few things. Yes. All right, so we talked two years ago when this first began. Yeah. Right, so two, it two years
2: already?
0: That's two years. It's two uh, years. Huh? All right. right, so what do we know about the beer business that we didn't know two years ago?
1: It's a fun if, industry. If you could
0: roll back and change something that you have done I know to make when business we, go smoother, when we first what do you talked, guys know now?
1: Uh, I was pretty pretty regimental on what we did, right? And this is our, our core brand beer. Uh, I was pretty nervous. You know, there's that uh, fire in your belly. Going like you just opened a new company, we we gotta gonna pump out beer, and, uh, and very proud of the beer we make. The people are, are people gonna love it, right?
2: That always was a big deal, right? Were you guys and afraid of that? Love it.
1: Oh, we yeah. There's a, it. there was always that uh, sort of the the devil on your shoulder going like, "No, oh, you're not gonna make it. You're not gonna make good beer. People aren't gonna like it." And uh, so I think Maddie and the group just decided we're gonna make
2: the beer we like to drink. Mm-hmm. And the people that like
1: that beer will find
0: us. How can you do it any other way though? Do you know what I mean? Like if you're yeah, making you beer you don't beer beer like, how would you know you if make it's make good? Beer for no one. Right.
1: right. Yeah, we uh, we went all in, and uh, you can see what we have two years later. I know when we first started talking, actually, when we uh, the first interviews that we did, you know, here's a shy you mean where young you guy. you a two for him,
0: we got completely hammered. Was that yeah, that no, interview. That was, that was fun, yeah. night, yeah. It, was shy, fun. it was fun. Fifteen year old. no nope. <laughs>
2: No what one needs to know? know my age. You're an 83 year old Swedish man.
1: Got <laughs> <83-year-old> <laughs> good hair. What can I say? Well, for, another week, anyway. for another week,
0: anyway. For another week.
1: For one <laughs> more, <laughs> one more week. Need a reindeer beer. <laughs> keep you warm. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, <laughs> when we first got into this whole thing, we didn't we didn't know what to expect, and uh, I gotta say, like, a, I'm for myself, I don't know, but for you. Very happy how things have gone. Yep. The friends that we have made, yep. yourself included. I'm not right. your friend. Uh, <laughs> it's an well,
0: I just want free beer, that's all I, love I want. love
1: you. <laughs> uh, the people that we met along the way, the things that we have done in a lot of the festivals, events, uh, people have reached out to us. Uh, the fundraisers that we've done, like uh, our foundation. You know, it's it's been a whirlwind uh, two years. Two are, years. Are
0: you where you thought you would be two years later? Or did you have an expectation? Did you, was it as free as, let We, we kind of had a beer? roadmap, yep. and
2: we hoped to stick to the road map, but as with any road trip, you kinda, stuff happens. Right. you got to, you know, adjust on the way, and we did. Uh, I think the word these days is pivot. We pivoted. We uh, came up with a few styles. Uh, we watch what happens globally in craft beer, and some of the beer we came up with we hadn't planned. Mm-hmm. In fact, last year we decided we have a big beer map over there and we actually just laid it down on the bar and we flipped uh, paper clips over. Paper, paper clips, clips, actually. We, we didn't have any money, so we did paper we clips. And then we had a bit of a debate on whether it was you know, marketable, if it was feasible from a cost perspective, because some beer is quite expensive to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all in all, I think we've, we've come up with a pretty good mix of beer. Over 100 beer we've brewed since we opened. Yeah. Uh, either packaged.
0: Or Are you talking 100 different types of beer? Different
2: yeah. types and variations of those types.
0: In two years, that's a lot, eh? Yeah. yeah.
1: So more than Perry, any other brewery in Manitoba. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perry. Uh, Perry has done a lot of work, doing a lot of experimentation in, in our brewing, um, which you can see on our small batch in our tap room. So we've done a lot of the uh, experimentation, put it on on draft, and a lot of people can enjoy it and. Uh, so yeah, we've we've really sort of spread out over the past uh, past two years. So we've done quite a few beers, which is amazing.
0: Let's talk about your role because I know you love to brew beer, but your role has changed in two years. It so has. you started off as what, and now you are what?
1: Originally, I was going to be the head brewer uh, to make you know to make all the beer going through through the plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Perry has stepped up, which is our head brewer Perry Joelle, and he's the one now that has taken over. A lot of the uh, pretty much all of the responsibilities of brewing the beer and coming up with the research and development of the beers and i have sort of sit back a little bit to actually just run the plant so i'm kind of the operations manager Mm -hmm. so looking forward uh, my goals are to uh, reinforce everything that perry has done uh to do a lot of the um, sort of sourcing of ingredients and uh just a day-to-day uh brickwork to make the plant work uh, which gives Perry the flexibility and the ability to come up with all the different beers that we're enjoying, especially, you know, we have Callahan here, which is a collaboration. We have Woody Belgian, which is one of her original beers. Uh, we have Muster Point here, which is one of her beers for the summer pack. So him and Tyler, one of his brewers, they, uh, they go ahead and they brew all these beers that we're enjoying right now.
0: And you are still El Presidente. El
1: Presidente,
0: yeah. El Chapo. El Chapo. Yeah. And you're still doing a lot well tons of the marketing, because that is your background. you yeah. are quite good at it. Um, how is that going for you?
2: It's, it's good, it's awesome. Uh, we work with uh, some really good design oh, folks. Yeah. And, uh, it's all about screaming from the shelf. You mm-hmm. still have to make good beer, but you know, shelf appeal, just like a good house, get a little good curb appeal.
0: A lot different now than it was even five years ago. Like when you go to the LC now, everybody is is trying to do that. Everybody's, it used to be very plain and plain Jane cans. Yeah. Now everybody's, creative, right? Yeah. So how, do you, how do you stand we really out?
2: We spend a lot of time coming up with their names. Some of the appeal, some of the uh, material we, we actually print on, and the way we package. Mm-hmm. We came up with a six-pack of uh, New England IP this year. We did a snap pack, which was a snap lid. So it wasn't that uh, what they used to call Goose Killers, right? It was that, goose Killers? Yeah. The oh, all the plastic ones? IPhones, yeah. the original Tycone. Right. Oh, so the black ones. Oh, okay. Yep. So Using that, we encourage people to bring them back, and uh, we're just really just continuing to push the envelope. All right.
0: A lot of fun. Um, let's talk about the charity work you guys have done. We've done a lot of it, a lot, a lot of, of events.
2: Since day one, uh, did, you, started, did you expect to do
0: that? Or as the business you know has what? grown, people just bring it to you?
2: Kevin, actually, we actually started out doing that. We, uh, as owners, we were working in the tap room before we had staff, mm-hmm. so we agreed that. Uh, all our tips will go to charity.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So every month we from day a charity. one. From every day month we pick a charity. So I'd say Matt, what do you believe in? It's your charity this month. Adam, what's your charity this month? What's my charity? So we'd raise up to 500 bucks a month for charities.
0: So in total, right now, if you are you know going to estimate how many how much money you've contributed just doing that, wow, that's pretty good.
2: Between foundation, yep. two years of foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we raised 10,000 last year for uh, Habitat for Humanity. Yep. 10,000 plus this year for uh, Lyle Bowers Never Alone Foundation. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've done cancer care haircuts, we've done coats for kids, we've done Sunshine House, we've done Alzheimer's, we've done cancer care, you name it, we did uh, quite a few times, we've... Kids Initiative, Mm -hmm. we've done a lot of, and it it actually, it's easy to do because you give back as, as you sell beer, you don't have to cut a check up front, People believe in what you're doing, you donate, and it's just the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can't expect people to uh, buy and drink craft beer if we don't support local. Right. So that's sort of a, a mantra we believe in. And Which we've
1: been doing actually since day one, since we built the brewery. It's just good oh. karma. It yeah. Really, it just it doesn't hurt. It's just easy to give back.
2: Mm.
0: Taking a break, then more with Matt and John from Torque Brewing on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient, Kevin Bergen here. In 2015, there were two major breweries here in Winnipeg and roll ahead to 2018, and we're at 15. Second year anniversary from a homeboys at Torque Brewing, so that's where I went last week to try a few suds and have a quick chat. The landscape for craft beer in the city has changed. You know, a lot more breweries. You have your Manitoba Brewers Association. How has that changed for you, as an individual brewer?
2: We've, uh, you know, there's a mobile canning line now, so a lot more people are packaging. we decided to package right from day one. Mm -hmm. And um, Manitobans are a transient sort of bunch. We like to depart on the weekends to campsites and cabins. We like to enjoy beer around the pool. We like... uh,
1: Going to the lake.
2: Going to the lake, you need a can. There's 15 brewers in Manitoba now. That's awesome. Great selection. We're all chipping away though. We're still only 4% of the overall beer market in Manitoba.
0: So we have a long way way to go. go. Room
2: for growth, and we're coming up with things like the Prost Beer Festival Mm -hmm. at the end of October, Mm -hmm. September, um, at Stone Angel. So that's all 15 of us are there, it's a cask night. All, of us All 15
0: are gonna participate in an event at Stone Angel. At
2: Stone Angel, yeah. It's so good
0: size too. It's huge, right? Tickets
2: are an event, right? Yep. And uh, we're working with Olympic Harvest. Mm-hmm. Speaking of charities, mm-hmm. so portion uh, of the proceeds are gonna go to help feed the hungry. So it's just easy. It's just easy to get back. And ovens love craft beer. And the more they know about craft beer, the more they embrace it.
0: Okay, so that said, now you're two years in. You know a lot more. You know the landscape of Winnipeg and Different craft breweries across Canada, Manitoba, wherever, because I know you guys travel around and taste all sorts of beers. Because I see your postings on Instagram. How do you picture the next two years?
1: I think there's going to be an evolution. Um, we see 15 right now. We know there's going to be more on the horizon. Mm-hmm. We're going to see craft brewing uh, pretty much continue its growth in Manitoba. We see that in. <laughs> uh, we seen boy. that in the east coast, the west coast. Uh, and we know that the population that we have will support growth for craft brewers. One of the biggest things, and you know, you've been a big part of it actually, is the, the growth of craft brewers in Manitoba. Uh, as more people become educated and enjoy craft beer, we're going to see the acceptance of it and more support for all the brewers that we have here. So we're going to just see a continuous growth, which is going to be fantastic for, uh, for us. Uh, As a craft brewer from Manitoba Brewers Association for the industry in itself, then there's going to be more people supporting it
0: One of the brewers at the Winnipeg Beer Festival before it actually began like we were everybody was setting up was saying to me that a lot of the part of craft brewing right now is Education said his girlfriend grew up in the States in a place where there were a lot of craft breweries so you know when you're getting beers when you're younger. It's from a, you're getting it from a, she was getting it from a gas station, but it was different craft breweries that were, that existed in that state. So she knew what IPAs were and, you know, wheat beers and all that kind of stuff. Whereas here in Winnipeg, it's still educating a lot of people on what those kind of beers are. Do you guys find that that's the same thing for you guys?
1: Definitely. I think a lot of people still, they hear of an IPA and they're like, oh, I don't like bitter beers, but IPAs, they, they range from, especially now, you know, like one of the most recent releases are, you know, hazy IPAs and um, people
0: sort Almost of- like an intro to IPAs, right?
1: Exactly. A lot of people, they, they're kind of like, well, I don't like dark beers, I don't like heavy beers. And, and, and they're surprised when they actually go to a lot of the tastings and they find like, well, I actually enjoy that. So I think a lot of people kind of have the idea that craft beers, uh, especially say IPAs or stouts that have too much flavor, I'm not going to enjoy them, but they need to actually be exposed to them before they actually enjoy them.
2: Well, what we're trying to do actually on that note is to educate folks. Where uh, and you say more and more, of the beer dinners uh, where you educate the brewer, the brewers come in, we talk about the beer, that the chef integrated uh the cuisine it's paired with complements uh, compliments different meals. It's
0: literally like a like a wine tasting. It's the same it thing. It really
2: is. It's come to that, right? So there's nuances. IPAs from Alexander Keith's to an England IPA completely different. Why is one beer uh, dark and not uh, strong? And why is a peach colored beer super strong? So it's all about, you know, perception mm-hmm. and education. So everyone, we can just, if we can impart a little bit of education to people about don't be afraid of this dark beer. It's a, uh, it's like a, it's a British mild, mm-hmm. right? It's dark, but
1: it's 4%. Mm-hmm. One thing you're going to find from a lot of craft breweries too, when you go to their tap rooms is actually, could I try a sample? Just so, you know, I'm not going to buy a flight, but can I have a little sip of it? A wee dram. A wee little bit.
0: Hang on, that's the best part of craft beer. You can't go to a, to a macro brewery or go to the LC and say, Hey, can you can crack that little open, little please? Like, can I just have a little taste of that before yeah. I buy it, right?
1: The beauty of the sacrum is it? you can come in, you can actually try a little snippet of it and say, You know, eh, okay, I'm not a fan of this. We
0: do you really?
2: Yeah, folks will come in. Oh, um, so we have a Danger Bay, which is a Belgian triple, mm-hmm. it's nine percent.
0: See, I love Belgian beer for that reason. That
2: is a nine percent. But it doesn't taste like it when you sip. It looks like that. Yes. Right. All it's like sneaky. A, it's like a tree frog. It's beautiful but deadly.
0: <laughs> Where does he get this stuff? You don't know. You don't know what's
2: <laughs> there. Right? You look at a stout. You look at a dark beer. Going, oh. I'm oh right.
0: Meanwhile, this one's a killer. Yeah. Right. That's a killer. That's what I'm talking about. What's the real work in selling craft beer? Is it? education, people just don't know about it? Like you said, it's 4% of the market. Um, Do you think people just don't know enough about it to actually choose it when they go to the liquor store?
2: I'm not gonna lie, we have a lot of work in Manitoba. Mm -hmm. What do we think? Eight and 10 years behind the rest of Canada. I would say Which which
0: isn't a bad thing when you think about it, because you guys are doing great now, you have nowhere to go but up, right?
2: Growth industry.
0: What do you think the battle is when it comes to craft beer? As far as selling craft beer, is it education? People don't know enough about it. And,
2: and, and you know what, Manitoba, the folks that sell our beer weren't ready for this. Mm-hmm. So there's restaurants that have a small footprint for cooler space, they don't have a tap system. Um, they, in some cases, might be beholden to larger beer companies, right, for menus, etc. So we need to help educate them on, we'll bring new customers in if you change your menu. If you agree that better beer for a higher price is worth it and you're supporting folks in Manitoba, this is a good thing.
0: Okay, well remember back when we were kids, when we were teenagers, yeah. early 20s, draft beer was considered garbage. It was considered, you could go and get it for a quarter, like quarter draft beer because it was yep, just... I remember those things. Right? And now, you know, roll ahead now, draft beer is con- or draft beer is considered to be premium, right? so it's, it's just a big a, market it is it's huge
2: well yeah. and then in the news like uh, in ontario now with bucket beer right it's ridiculous bucket beer it's bucket beer like uh Duck ford premier ford promoting promoting bucket beer
1: what Trying and, and drive your price down to bucket beer and there's been a rebellion because you can't sell beer for a buck
0: no it's garbage right? so it's nonsense
1: premium beer cannot be sold for Holy a bucket beer.
2: i
0: don't understand the logic behind that
2: it was just good. I think it's a bit more of a, a, a bit more of a PR thing, right? right? Yep. But we make good beer. And I remember reading years and years and years ago on a barrel of Jack Daniels in an ad. Mm-hmm. It's, it was stamped "All goods worth price charged." That meant everything that went into this barrel was worth it. One hundred percent. The staff, the ingredients, the time, the product, everything worth what you're paying mm-hmm. so you want to you know challenge down price don't come to jack Daniels. it's
0: not for you matt and john at torque know how to brew excellent craft beer like my witty belgian more beer talk when the main ingredient returns after this quick break welcome back to the main ingredient i'm kevin bergen i love beer truly i do and anyone who knows me knows i do and when Matt and John from Torque Brewing talk about making it, I just send a lesson.
2: So we try to keep product, you know, our check Please was our most expensive beer we made for us. We brought in beer, uh, we brought in water from Warragans. It was water. reverse osmosis. It was like neutral. We had to bring it up to the right
1: um, mineral content. Mineral we content. added a mineral. Keep talking. We changed. We changed a lot of the aspect of the water profile to mimic what would be in, you know. In Europe, yeah, So it was right. a lot of uh, it's a lot of cost to us, but it, it was a fun project, and for us as brewers, we enjoyed doing
0: it. How did it go over with the public?
1: It was great. Yeah, it sold very fast. People enjoyed it. It was very you just clean, need very to find crisp. A,
2: a cheaper way of making it, yeah, because mm-hmm. the, the water, which is you know most of the beer, obviously, cost us a lot.
1: Ninety-five percent of the ingredient but, was but water. People have
2: sort of an anchor price for mm-hmm. beer, mm-hmm. and Pilsen has a it had an anchor price, and we didn't want to exceed it, so we took a bit of hit on it, but it's all about making beer that people want, getting your beer in their fridge, on their table, Mm -hmm. in their mouth, um, blasted blasted lips, and that's our challenge. We just need to slowly educate folks on the attributes of local beer. Our beer warms up in in, in a hot day, it's not gonna change flavor, it's actually gonna still be good. You can drink most of our beer at room
0: temperature. Hmm? I have before. I don't know if you, you
1: know beer at room
2: temperature.
1: We don't, we don't have anything that's going to say, like, you got to drink it ice cold. 39 yeah, degrees no, We
2: don't have any mountains
0: on our cans. <laughs> no shot there. You um, can drink it at any temperature. <laughs> that's good. Um, the beer festival. How did it go for you guys? Winnipeg beer, beer
1: Fest was fantastic. We uh, we got to show, it was the second uh, debut of our tap
0: I, truck. I, I, I picked the tap truck spot, just so you know.
1: It was fantastic. Thank you. Great spot, right off the main gate. Tap truck was
0: there. That's the tap truck Full spot force. all the time.
1: Uh, our staff enjoyed it. And I believe from what I've received from the response is that a lot of people that were there, all the people that were there, really enjoyed the beers that we serve. A lot of them were summer session beers that we had. Mm-hmm and uh, went over really well. So we had a great time. It was a very warm day, as oh you know. God, you were God. there, kind of showed up, Ooh. maybe not wearing any uh, clothing on the upper part of my torso here, <laughs> but it was a great day.
0: <laughs> not surprising.
2: And so I'm just gonna, like a whimsical anecdote. Uh, Mr. Wolf was here. I was helping him clean up the tap truck before he left. It was so hot, he took his top off.
1: I had to. It was like so, a beach
2: day. So the Tap truck is a 78 Grumman super It's like a courier van. Both doors open. He's driving it from here to Port Gibraltar, top of us. I talked to a few locals uh, on the uh, way. Uh, that's not a bad thing. That's beautiful. And he's got the cucaracha horn. He's blaring that the whole way.
0: You guys blared it as you came in, and you blared it on the way out.
2: Like
1: cucaracha,
2: la I, I really like that. the start of the party. And that's the end. Time to go home. Right.
0: Literally. It was really
1: good. It was a good night. It was a good night. I gotta say, I don't think I've ever been in that situation where after a beer event, where we went to actually have a beer and we did not want to sit on a patio. We wanted to sit in the air conditioning. Yeah. It was a warm night.
0: Yeah, I dude, I was, I was melting chocolate. Winnipeg but again, it well attended. Yep.
1: Uh, unlimited. Oh, it was a good night. It was a good night. And
2: all for a good initiative. Yep. And again, back to the charitable uh, contribution of craft growers, always ready yes. to embrace uh, a local charity. Um, just proud to be a part of it, it's easy Yep. To
1: do. Yep, it's, uh, it was the second year for it and uh, I think every local brewery that was there uh, and also local uh, manufacturer, we had uh, a lot of uh, food manufacturers that were there.
0: Right, Mr. Biltong, yeah. um, Ashante Kakoa, and I think that's it, just those two.
1: So a lot of people were very excited to actually be there, and there was a good uh, good response to yeah. everyone being there. So we were happy to be there, and we're looking forward to year three.
0: Yeah, you know, and you guys do a lot for other brewers too. Which brewers have started off and are still here?
1: We have lots. I don't even think we can name them right now because well, we, we've had we name a lot. Them? Should we
2: name
0: them? Name them.
1: We named,
2: uh, well, we started with uh, One Great City. Yep. They are waiting for the brew house. Yep.
0: They're rocking it now, helped right? For the yep. opening day.
1: Yep. Raisin Hall, we helped them out. Yep. Uh, Winnipeg Beer Works. Yep, yeah. Winnipeg that's Beer cool. Works, which are in the works right now for yeah. uh, for their Those location. We're local folks. Uh, we brewed for Lake of the Woods
2: Brewing for right. a bit. Yep. Uh, they were looking for an interim uh, contract brewing situation. We helped them out. And that's sort of where it was, but you know yep. what? That's the way it is in the craft beer industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we help, help a lot of each people. other. If you need malt, if you need hops, you need some packaging. And we do that too with a lot call. of
1: breweries. We we help every each other out. Uh, ingredients, ingredients, equipment, you name it. We like to help Expertise. each other out. Expertise, yeah. yeah, definitely. So we're always there helping each other out. All we want to do is grow the craft beer industry in Manitoba, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the only way to do that is we all help each other out. And Manitoba Brewers Association is a perfect example of it. Mm-hmm. So, so, for an example in BC, 20% of the beer business is craft.
0: 20% in BC, 20, yeah. And as we percent. come more west, it's 4% here. So what about safe. as you leave here and go east?
1: Oh, it's a big it's sharing. It's a long way to go from here.
2: Like, it's easier for us to go to Saskatchewan and Alberta. And maybe you know sell into there from Manitoba east. It's a long way to go before you get any population density, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of money to ship water, basically, right? Yeah. It's, it's heavy.
1: Transportation costs. Yeah.
2: And then you get the more you get to Toronto, it's a lot of competition. Okay. And then you can't play on the local aspect. Right. So at least in Saskatchewan, we can you know play up on the Prairie partners, Prairie neighbors. So we were writing some ads into Saskatchewan that said, not like you couldn't see us coming. <laughs> uh, it works.
1: Yeah. You can watch your dog run away for two days.
0: Who you waving too? It's
1: two ways. I go, it's a two-way street. Come on. It's pretty flat here, too. You saw us coming. see you coming. Yeah. So there's thir- there's okay. 15 breweries
2: in Manitoba, 13 in, uh, in Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We're just... We're just making it work. Yep. But we got a long road ahead, and it's up to us to educate folks, get them Definitely. to try, get them in, try beer, be everywhere we can. and... I don't
1: know if you can see the circle here. It's education. A circle of life. It's education.
0: Kuna matata. Let's cheers to a kuna matata. Let's cheers, to, kuna 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 Let's uh, cheers I mean, to the circle of uh, life, boys. Well, I was gonna hold right? John up. Let's and cheers uh, to, to our next you know, event. Cheers. Let's the... cheers to our next craft beer event. Awesome. All right. Which is this uh,
2: Saturday?
0: This sa- oh, right, so what's going on this Saturday? you two years in, what's you know, going on? It's a
2: shorter list to talk to you about what isn't going
0: on. Okay, so mm-hmm. it starts at one?
2: No, it starts at noon. Noon. One in Saskatchewan. No daylight. Space.
0: This Saturday, what's the date this Saturday? 25th. And what's going on?
2: Super second what's summer on? celebration. We got the tap going on. Yes. We got limited release barrel-aged beer. Lime, margarita, goza. goza? Oh, sweet. And we got a black lager. Black Logger uh, double uh, IPA, Barrel Aged IPA. It's
1: going to be on tap and in bottles. We got Giant Jenga.
0: That's uh, what's Giant we Jenga.
1: Have giant Jenga.
2: Oh, gi- oh
0: really? Giant. Where are you going to set that up?
1: As Don't worry NBA about bands. Up.
2: We got Giant we got Jenga. More bands coming? We got a tap truck. Yeah. We got a tap truck. What? We got Miller's Meats coming <laughs> to grill up beer brats. Oh, Sean and his parents? Yep, yeah, he's coming. Sweet. What else we got? We what? Ales and axes. We've oh. got some axe throwing going on.
0: <laughs> let's get juiced and throw some axes.
1: Well, no, you need to. Uh, Supervision yeah. is very required. Yeah, throw it
0: at you fire. I mean, let's You're throwing it enjoy a beer and, feet. You're and throw it some five axes. Feet, five feet axe. Right.
2: But it's all about celebrating us, celebrating the fact that Manitobans have embraced craft beer. Mm-hmm. Half Points just had their 12th anniversary. Barnhammer just had their second anniversary.
1: And it's summer.
2: It's just a group hug. Come on, it a is. group hug.
0: A craft beer group hug. Yeah, no charge to
2: come. We got a cake. We got beer. We got social platters. We got limited release beer. We got guys like him. We got tours. Two tours.
0: Is he uh, gonna wear that shirt him? again? The koala no, we're shirt. He's gonna
2: wear the actual. Uh, I qualified to party. I don't know.
1: Remember the uh, <laughs> qualified to party. No, <laughs> guys. We're in the. Well, uh, we're in the little costumes.
0: The oh. Fest Huh?
1: We so our Bavarian food. buddies will be carrying us around and shuffling us around yeah. while we are entertaining.
0: What do you mean? What are you talking We about? have
1: miniature well, Bavarian, Bavarian, bro- Bavarian hell, brothers. We gotta yeah. pick them up at the airport on Saturday. Yep, yep. they're gonna come and they will, uh, they're the guys who will shuffle yeah, us around gonna and show are gonna the
2: yeoman's share of the work.
1: Yes.
0: As you guys enjoy the festivities. Exactly. And play, play good, play, good all they, hosts. All the leg work popcorn, will be on
2: them. Extra shoulder mates.
1: It's all good. Leg work
2: will be on our Bavarian buddies. Yeah, you know, the shoulder meat thing,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, well, you put the shoulder meat on and yeah, the person doesn't know? Wow. Are we gonna do some of that? A little classic shoulder 100%. meat? But I don't wanna invited. waste meat. You are invited to come by. I don't wanna waste meat. I will eat the meat off someone's shoulder. Just saying.
1: As long as Cooper is there. Awesome. I am there. Too much that
0: didn't sound good. Let's cheers <laughs> one more time. Cheers. Thanks hey. boys for hey. letting me
1: in. Kevin, thank you very much.
0: Yeah. Man, that was a tough segment to get through. Had to finish my beer before it ended. Thanks to John and Matt from Torque Brewing. And up next is my friend Jessica Welichenko from Sobey's Extra to talk about the recipes that she makes. Be right back. I spend plenty of time at Sobey's Extra on Pembina Highway and talk frequently with their pharmacy dietitian, Jessica Welichenko, about health and food. So she's here in studio today to talk about recipes we made on global TV last week. Jessica, funny enough, the simple water recipe is one we use at home the most, but let's start with the overnight oatmeal, which is a recipe we equally love.
3: Yes, for sure. So overnight oatmeal uh, is a really great breakfast option because like you said, it can be uh, eaten really quickly and taken out the door with you. So with that recipe, we actually made it um, what you're intended to make it the night before and then it sits in your fridge. You don't have to cook it. So it's simply combining a quick cooking oat um, with a protein like a greek yogurt mm-hmm. and then we use liquid milk and chia seeds to thicken it, right? So you're not actually cooking it, you don't have to apply heat to it, and then you add whatever toppings you want on top, right? So Yeah, I
0: added way too many. Yeah, that's okay. Like 50 pounds of You toppings.
3: Add, like walnuts, raspberries on there, like whatever you want, right? That's the beauty of it.
0: <laughs> that's funny. Didn't I have like fruit loops or something on there. I can't remember what i had in there. Um
3: <laughs> You could have a little bit of that, too.
0: Uh, and you also, okay, we, we made that also, but we had a, a, a tropical green smoothie. I love that tropical green smoothie. The reason yeah. I love this is because I told you I haven't had avocado in a smoothie mm-hmm. before, which may sound kind of strange that I think it's so original and new. But let's talk about the smoothie that we made.
3: Yes. So smoothie, another really good go-to for breakfast. And when you think of making a rounded meal, right, like breakfast, You want to ensure that you're including enough of the food groups at one meal. You know, you can't just run out the door with a piece of toast and say, okay, I had breakfast. That's a food item from one food group. Um, A smoothie is an opportunity to put more food groups, food items all together. So in that tropical green smoothie, we had our vegetables. You had a ton of spinach in there.
0: Yeah. And you know what's strange? You couldn't taste it once it was blended up. Like it was half filled with spinach, that blender was. And once we put all the stuff in there and blended it up, can barely taste it,
3: and it looked bright green, so mm-hmm. you knew it was in there. But we hid that kind of flavor of the spinach with fruit. Yeah, great. So there's great some for frozen kids, right? mango, exactly. So sneaking in the fruit and the veggies in a smoothie is a really great idea. And then adding that avocado adds the healthy fat. So avocado. introducing something that will fill you up.
0: Yeah, that was really good. Let's move on to water, like we yes, talked about. Yes, you're
3: really into this water. I'm really I'm into happy the water. To hear that. It
0: was good. Let's talk about the water that we made first of all, with the sparkling water.
3: So sparkling water uh, was the flavored water that we made, right? right? So again, talking about New Year's resolutions, people wanting to eat better, drink more water. It's so important to stay hydrated, especially in the winter months. We tend to dry out uh, really quickly. So we need 9 to 12 cups of water per day. It Mm -hmm. varies a little bit, men or women. Um, But some ways to boost the amount of water that you drink is actually making it taste really good some people like um plain water but the flavored water we made was raspberry lemon and just uh, a little drizzle of honey to add some sweetness to the water Mm -hmm. so that way it's really easy to get to your 9 to 12 cups a day
0: like we drink this jug like nobody's business sometimes i'm thinking i'm drinking way too much water only because it tastes so good right i never thought of putting honey in water but it goes
3: yeah and i mean think about other things that you might drink pop or juice and you wouldn't want to consume that much of it, right? Mm -hmm. So you putting the honey in there controls the natural sweetness, but it's also really key that you fill that jug with a little bit of hot water. So it sits in with the fruits that you would put in there, right? So the raspberries, the lemon, just topping that off with a bit of hot water before you fill it with cold water really helps to extract the flavor.
0: Yeah, it does. Perfect. Eating healthier, Obviously, means trying to make convenient ways for people to eat. If it's a lot of work, sometimes you're gonna avoid eating it. So I know you had before you had some simple food solutions for increasing your fruit and vegetable intake. There was grab-and-go vegetable sticks we had talked about.
3: When you're looking at something like vegetables or fruit, um, making them accessible, okay, and making them simple and quick to eat is really important. For sure, so- when you're
0: hungry, you will just eat anything. I'm 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 the kind of person that yeah, once I'm hungry, if there's not something ready for me to eat, then I'm eating anything. Right. So that kind of helps you avoid that.
3: Right. So having this ready to eat, maybe you would choose that as part of your snack at least. Right. Um, And then another thing too, when you're looking at preparing vegetables, make something once that can be used a few different times. Right. So if you're making a salad, for example, maybe the components that you're putting in there can be used in other recipes. Maybe you would roast some of those vegetables, Mm. cook them up as part of a casserole, but still use them for a salad. So you're doing the work of prep once, but it's going three different uh, places, different recipes. So you're not eating the same thing all the time.
0: You have a New Year's food resolution.
3: A New Year's food resolution. Uh, I tend to stay away from making those types of resolutions, but I am partaking in the dry January this year.
0: What's dry January?
3: So dry January is where you uh, abstain from drinking any type of alcohol for the full month. So even that glass of wine with dinner, I won't be having that. Uh, Just trying to push (laughs) myself in new ways. (laughs) Yes, make me some of your flavored water and that would be really great.
0: Which Which is awesome. Do people usually ask you, you know, what you're doing as far as resolution for food goes or what you do for food, or if you go to party, like a Christmas party or whatever, where they're serving serving certain things, they're looking at what you're eating. Absolutely.
3: All the time. I get that. Uh, And I I think it's just genuine interest from Mm -hmm. people, right? like really wanting to know, well, what can you do? And I mean, I'm not perfect. Nobody is, right? You you make your choices kind of the best you can for yourself. But I really follow the 80-20 rule like 80% of the time you're doing what's best for you and 20% of the time you're just going for it. So sometimes if I'm at a party um, or at a gathering and people introduce me, oh, what do you do for work? And I tell them I'm a dietitian. First thing they do, look at what I'm eating. Look at what I'm drinking. I love it. That'd right? Be, yeah, and right. then I'll, I'll have to say, look yeah, you know what? But lady. tonight, tonight I'm not. Tonight's my 20%, right? Yep. So, But yeah, it's always about doing what's right for you and not for anybody else. You have to make those choices based on your own values and your own means, too. How much time do you have? How much money do you have? Um, is it going to work for you? Right. So.
0: so I guess I got I got the 80-20 rule down, too, but mine's like 80% bad. <laughs> the, <and>
3: backwards, <laughs> the backwards the version.
0: I just got to flip it around and then maybe I can be as good as you.
3: But you're drinking a lot more water now, right? So, hey, that's a really great resolution, too.
0: Flavored water washes down Big Macs really well, just so you know. <laughs>
3: I'm glad you told me. No comment otherwise.
0: Thanks for coming in, buddy.
3: Always good to be here.
0: Thanks, Jessica, as usual, for keeping me on track with healthy food choices. Next week, I'm going to talk to Lewis from Prairie Box Meal Subscription Service here in Winnipeg, and he's going to let you know how you can enter to win three months of Prairie Box Meals right before school begins again. What a time saver that would be. Here on The Main Ingredient on 680 CJOB.